Oh, it's Sunday. How we doing? That's not Kate. It's not Tim. It's me. But uh, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let everyone in on a little secret. First of all, hi. It's uh, it's not Joel and Kate at eight. It's actually tonight, Joel and Cresta at eight, because uh, Kate was unavailable tonight. Uh, wish her well. Hopefully everything's good. And uh, yeah, she'll hopefully be back next week. Will I be here next week? I don't know, but we're gonna find out. If not, we're just gonna start late. But that's programming note for later. Um, I am at Joel Pearl and. Krista, the star is here, and the star, you know, you and I, we don't, we don't talk no more, Krista. That's true. I'm a jabroni. You know, I don't talk to nobody. Listen to the sound of my voice. I can't talk. <laughs> you and I, let's. I'll, I'll pull the curtain back. So, Krista and I host the the Post Impact Show on Fightful on the main channel, and uh, and we used to stay up after the show, chatter rattering, chatter rattering, rattering until like midnight later. That's true. And now we don't we don't make time for each other anymore. Are we are we cool? Do we have heat? We don't have heat, but I will say this. You yeah, know the professor dogs, by the way. Bro, okay, right before this live started, we this lady walks her dogs. I'm on the fourth floor and these dogs maybe the size of two cell phones back to back. A car go by. Ah! You try to walk your dog. Like, ah! And as soon as the dogs out of peripheral, these little dogs I I don't know who that lady is. Bless her heart. And these dogs look old and decrepit. But beans rise, Jesus Christ, and Joe Byron. Anyway, what I was going to say was that ever since I saw the professor who's quite frequently on our Fightful um, TikTok be on the Hot Wheels show, even before that, I've been on my, I need to step it up i'm trying to i'm out here sending letters to brands like please you want to hire me i'm loud <laughs> you don't need a loudspeaker you don't need a mic boom i'll just yell so uh it's not you joel like oh i'm a man it's not you joel it's me <laughs> oh my god it is me i i'm the problem it's me hi it's me <laughs> I'm the problem is me. It's right. it's both of us. <laughs> no, reality is we uh, we do we do our impact show and we get out. What's really funny is that our impact show it it doesn't start much later than it used to. It used to be you and I just did it on our own, and then mm -hmm. Ring of Honor show decided to come in and be like, "Oh, I love Ring of Honor. Let's talk about Ring of Honor." And then they realize it's very quickly becoming a developmental territory, and now they just do not like Ring of Honor all that much. It is so sad because, like, if you guys have been watching Joel and I, especially on Thursday, you know I just started watching wrestling for for all intents and purposes. So to see people go from, oh, my God, Ring of Honor is where Joe got to start, Puck got to start, Seth Rollins. Uh, I think his name was something else before. I don't know what it was, but I don't want to. Tyler Black is like, this is where these guys got their start from. To, oh, my God, Tony Khan got it. To, oh, my God, these matches are 20 years long, but it's good to, oh, my God, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> it quit. It escalated so quickly. Yeah. And it messed with us. Yeah. It messed with us. And, it, you know, okay, fine. It's, it's okay. We don't complain about it much because they've started getting – better with the timing of their show mm -hmm. because they've started taping at the collision tapings which is fine that means that we don't have three hour long ring of honor shows as much as we just have not so busy ring of honor shows but that's not our problem because impact continues to do its thing 
I am a wrestling fan. I get all my news from other wrestling fans. So if they say they don't like it, I don't like it. <laughs> hey, listen, you can be like Ricardo Alatorio and just be like legit canceled ROH for impact. There you go. I, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your money or your time, but I'm just saying it's there. Okay. I'm going to go with someone who has been here for 20 years through trials, tribulations, ups and downs, or someone who did the right thing, but also had to take a nap in the forever box. We were revived through the powers of necromancy, but I'm going to keep rocking with my girl impact, even though I cheat on her with AEWWE, but it's true. Can't watch a pay-per-view. Instead, you got to do collision post shows. That's fine. I've learned. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> By, by the way, be like Ricardo. Donate a super chat. Any amount get your questions read on the air. Uh, we don't take humper chat, so Cresta, you're you're off the uh, you're you're off the gig tonight. You don't have to say anything about the humper chats. But what the humperchats.com, please. The hump. Do it on the main channel, but uh, we don't do humper chats here. What one day we might, but anyway, do that and uh, leave a thumbs up on the video if you're hanging out here with us here on Fightful Overbooked and subscribe to us here on the channel. We may not be at 100,000 subscribers yet, but damn it, we can still try to get there. Be like Taylor Cannon. Hey, Joel and Cresta. Well, hey to you, Taylor. Hope you're doing all right. What's up, Taylor? It's good to see you too, chat. There was been, there's been a lot of wrestling this week. Uh, yes. Everything was different. I, I did the uh, the post-Smackdown show. You did the post-Collision show as per usual. We did our post-Impact show. Sometimes you watch Raw. Did you watch Raw this week? Yeah, I hear you. I'm sorry. I'm muted because, again, this little rocket dog, <laughs> I feel like he's up the block. I have on headphones, and I'm like, uh, it's gone. It's done. No, it's back. No, no, no. This is hilarious. This is what makes this show so much better. <laughs> oh, that man. dog has a lot of opinions about professional wrestling. Uh, I'm trying to think back to Monday, well, but I feel like I didn't watch. I know I definitely didn't watch on Friday. That's fine. So we didn't, I mean, I don't know if you saw any of the stuff from from just the Friday, like the social stuff. You saw, yeah. The, yeah so you saw the the tribal combat stuff. Uh, the posting of that. What are the rules? Because it's kind of given no holds barred unless I'm missing something. So here's the thing. There are no rules right now. It's it's presumed to be anything goes. Let's just set this up real quick. So at the end of SmackDown, Jey Uso and, and Roman sit down and it's a good segment. I mean, I do recommend going and watching the whole damn thing because there was some there was some really good uh, some good acting in here, which is mm -hmm. nice. And it's pretty, you know, pretty much the bloodline way. You can see that Jay is like, he's, he's nervous. He's pissed off. He's upset. He doesn't want to do this, but he really wants to do this. Uh, and they do this whole back and forth where he invokes the tribal combat and Roman Reigns is like, do the elders know, which is like the first time that they've invoked the name of the elders in like years. And they made this a whole like family saga uh, outside of just the bloodline on TV. Uh -huh. And then Jay's just like, it was their idea. So the match because of the way that Jay talked about it, he was like, if I want to hit you with this chair, I can. If I want to hit you with the slipper on that old lady's foot over there, I can do that. Put you through a table, da-da-da-da-da, this and that. And yeah, it basically reads like an anything-go match, which is fine. But I'm much happier not knowing what exactly this match is. Because in a couple of weeks, or even at the event, we're going to assume it's one thing. And then we might find out that it's a little extra, which I'm okay yeah. with. You know, when they, when you were explaining it and it was like, well, the good thing about it is we know that there's no rules. I'm like, well, the thing about the X division is that it's no weight limits. There's just no limits. So give them an ultimate X match. 
<laughs> I think I would laugh if I saw Roman Reigns in an Ultimate X match. And this would be me the whole time. Oh, boy, he about to do it. He about to do it. <laughs> I would actually pay good money if the tribal combat was kind of like an Ultimate X match. <laughs> Wise man, climb up that trust. Go get that X for me. Can you imagine the nut shots like with Alan Age? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, man, it was. Uh, that was Ultimate X. That was wild. Um, yeah, so so they're doing this whole this tribal combat thing, and I keep getting it mixed up with tribal uh, court because mm-hmm. they keep branding all this shit differently. It's really weird. But uh, I don't know. I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to SummerSlam. There's a lot of really fun matches on the card. Uh, this is uh, an extra layer that I don't think people expected because here we are, they're doing this whole, like not only is it for the title, but it's also for like the tribal chief term. And Jay came out in a, uh, the tribal or like, what was it? it was like the tribal chief or like the tribal one. Either way, it was like a, the real chief. I think that's what it said. So he's, uh, he's starting some shit. It's fun. It's a good, it's a good segment and it's a good, uh, good promotion for SmackDown. I agree. I think this whole bloodline storyline, there have been times, admittedly, so I got frustrated, but it's, we're at the point now where it's like, <clears throat> something's got to give where I like Roman Reigns character. And I know people complain that it's gotten stale because he's cheating all the time. Need I remind you in 2018, he was getting dog food poured on him with Baron Corbin coming out to bark, bark, bark. The dogs in the background was singing his theme song. So this is fantastic. I think that if he does lose, which if the reports are true, he will be champion until WrestleMania when he faces The Rock. But this is a great out. You've had at least four outs, in my opinion. You had it with Cody. You had it with Sammy. And I want to say even Kevin Owens in the very beginning when Paul Heyman fumbled the, the handcuffs. I'll give you those. I'll give you those. But now you've got a great out where if you do decide that, you know, this tribal combat, you could have Rikishi. Because a lot of people are like, what does Rikishi think about this? I'm like, well, Rikishi did it for the rock. So you know what he think about this. So if you have Jay win it, Jay want to break it up with his brother, one championship, another championship, and then the other one you can have solo hold, whichever one they decommission, but he still has the, I don't know. But there's enough belts for every ooze. <laughs> do, you re- do you really think that The Rock's coming back for this thing? I, I'm personally not expecting it at all. I mean, I think it could happen if his schedule is free, if he has the time, because I, I do think that The Rock would want to put over his cousins, especially it would be every one of all. He would definitely want to put them over, but it also has to make sense. So Roman pins The Rock, okay? Or kind of even worse, The Rock pins Roman, gives him a reality check, and then he leaves? I mean, my general feeling is The Rock doesn't fit into this because when The Rock comes in, he's just like, LOL rock quote, LOL joke about your family, LOL, you know, nothing, nothing escapes the rock. And then Roman is a very serious character. I feel like the rock coming in, not Dwayne, but like the rock character coming into this kind of takes everything a step back. Cause he would have to morph. I see what you mean. He would have rock, to like change a little. Yeah. Rock's never been serious head of the tables, Samoan that, the Roman Reigns story is, or they even the Usos are. They take their heritage very seriously, whereas The Rock's character has never really given as much of a damn as these guys. So for me, if you bring in The Rock, that's something you do like 
after the title's gone, after everyone's moved on. Uh-huh. This is like the the beginning of the end for Roman. It, it's like that that <laughs> once in a lifetime scenario. But hopefully they don't run it back again the next year. With the you know, remember John Cena and The Rock, and they did it twice in a row. Yeah, Very time. happily, no, I wasn't watching that. But I've heard the once in a lifetime, twice in a lifetime, thrice in a lifetime. <laughs> so they did it once, and that was just a one-on-one match. It took a year to build it from WrestleMania, the night after one mm-hmm. WrestleMania, to the next one. And then they did it again when they put the title on the line, and The Rock was the champion, and Cena won the Rumble. And suddenly, once in a lifetime was twice in a lifetime. Didn't need to happen, but they decided to run it back. Uh, it's just it just doesn't work. So with that in mind, my feeling is it's not The Rock until after the title is gone, after the story is done. I would rather just have Rock come in later and for now have Solo and Jay and Jimmy be the focal point with Roman in the story. I wholeheartedly agree. But <clears throat> like I said, if they are going towards that, we want the rock to be the capstone rock would just have to be like a reality check for Roman. And you're absolutely right. I think his character would have to evolve to not just being the rock. There has to be a blend of Dwayne in there a little bit, if you will. He would have to like, not like you said, not just take it up to Rudy Pooh, all that other stuff. You would have to be like, okay, how are you the head of the table? Look what I'm doing and look what you're doing. You'd have to really get in your bag about it. And I think it's possible. But again, it comes back to my original point of, are you going to have off for movies? Am I going to want to bump around or do I want to fake bump around and get paid exponentially more than this? And then I have to sign a bunch of contracts and say, I can't do this. I can't do that because I can't get hurt. I, it would be nice, even if it isn't for the title. I'm not going to hold you. I would like to see The Rock back in the ring, but I don't. I In the confines of this story, it, uh, everything would have to line up perfectly. And I don't think even next year that's realistic. I agree. And it, it, it wouldn't even be in the next year. And the older Rock gets, the further away we get from anything meaningful happening in the ring, too. True. Last time he had a, an actual match was the second twice in a lifetime and uh he got hurt <laughs> pretty bad and the the uh the insurance for the unions were not happy about that so that's you know that's another factor that comes into it but the xfl is also something that he's going to want to continue to make uh successful because he's currently not seeing the success he wants out of it so mm-hmm. maybe getting that crossover would help i don't know i i don't hate the idea of rock coming in but i just think we're not anywhere near where it should be yeah yeah, it, it would take a lot of shoehorning and fast tracking. And even with Heyman at the helm, I don't trust. No? I listen, for every Paul Heyman storyline, bloodline storyline, there is a Paul Heyman, Bobby Lashley cucking storyline. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's called the duality. And I think someone like The Rock and even Rome are going to want to take their time with it. And they're going to be like, okay, we're in January and we need this for Mania. Bro, Mania's in three months. We're not. You, you, you can't force it. You can't force it. I want your, I want your opinion on LA Knight. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he did. I love LA Knight. He didn't, he didn't win on Friday. He lost that four-way to get into that U.S. title, you know, invitational. So it's Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar next week. And the winner faces L.A. Knight. Or sorry, not L.A. Knight. No, yes, so Rey Mysterio in your background, of course, with both eyes. Um, the winner gets Austin Theory. I, No one remembers who the U.S. champion is. But either way, it's going to be <clears throat> Rey Mysterio. It's going to be Santos Escobar. Winner gets Austin Theory. 
Ellie Knight's out somewhere. Who knows? They didn't announce that the winner gets theory at SummerSlam. So are we still looking at LA Knight or what are we doing? What do you think? This is the same problem I had with LA Knight winning the briefcase. You're putting LA Knight in these impossible, sometimes awkward positions and telling him to get over when he's two feet tall and you've built a wall to space. And then when he gets to space, you tell him, well, it's not like that. If you had him win the briefcase, who is he going to cash in it on? Certainly not Roman to get his lip slapped off by Gunther. <laughs> and then, you know, you're going to take it off a theory and people then would criticize the decision to take a briefcase and cash it in on a theory on a U.S. title. Nothing against the U.S. title, but in comparison, why would you not cash it in on the main title? Same problem here. I don't know why you wouldn't have him just take it off of Austin Theory. To me, that makes sense. Or at least have the match. Have the match. Have the match. But Santos Escobar versus Rey Mysterio, I feel like we're trying to force a will they, won't they, and I'm kind of tired of them doing that to fascists that just feel good. LWO, if I'm not mistaken, did they just turn face to do the Rhea Ripley storyline in Puerto Rico, Bad Bunny storyline in Puerto Rico, and now you want to do this will they, won't they with their mentor, Rey? Like, cause y'all gonna wrestle both baby face? I I don't see it. It feels like that's what they're gonna do, and then it'll be a, you know, a teacher versus student type of match, mm-hmm. and that's okay. If Santos Escobar gets the win, I'm okay with that. Rey Mysterio gives him his blessing and says, yeah. like, "Beat me, this was great. You're the guy." And then he's, he loses to Austin Theory. Theory beats him on the SmackDown going into SummerSlam. What? And then LA Knight says, nah, nah, I want that title shot. I, you know, Adam Pierce, I deserve this. And Pierce is like, yeah, sure. Austin Theory cheated to win. So I'm going to give you the title shot. I don't know how they get here, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Uh, if LA Knight finds his way into SummerSlam, I just don't know how they do it. Because it doesn't feel like the US title match is going to be at SummerSlam, the winner of Escobar and Mysterio versus L- uh, versus. Uh, Austin Theory. This is how much Austin Theory is just not on my brain. I say everyone but his name. (laughs) It's kind of frustrating too because I've been talking about this for the past couple of days. I'm trying to be objective. I think that Austin Theory was fine and offensive before when he was in the way. Just a goofy guy when Vince did that whole I'm your daddy now thing. People now root to see this man fail. And even if Austin Theory is good nobody giving him a chance. And I think you should use that momentum to maybe get the title off of him or maybe you're trying to do right by him because he's got that funk, but it's not working. It is not working. Even him as his heel, it's kind of like, I I truly don't care. It's kind of sad because I think Austin Theory is a fantastic wrestler. I think that his character doesn't connect with the audience, but he's got he's got the goods. Uh, Y'all had John Cena eat him up on the mic, and that wasn't nice, but he still got the goods. You know what I mean? So there has to be some way to refresh the character, and I think the best way to do it is to take the title off of him. And no matter who takes the title off of him, it'll feel like a big deal. Routing it back to L.A. Knight, if you put L.A. Knight in that position, I think that'll instantly boost it. I don't know why they don't have faith in LA Knight. He's very entertaining. Nothing wrong with having a great, simple catchphrase. Like, we just saw that again in Impact. We're actually, yup, it's great. Like, just, it's simple, it's easy, it's great, and the man can wrestle. I don't I don't know what they don't see, what the people don't see. And it gives me shades of, um, <laughs> I don't want to invoke the name of Voldemort in some circles, but Zack Ryder. <laughs> then that some circles is the circle of Matt Cardona. Zack Ryder, who's that? <laughs> One thing 
about Austin Theory. He's young. He is talented, like you said. He's mm-hmm. a good wrestler. He has time to put it together, and I think WWE feels like he's he's not Teflon. It's not about being Teflon. But the idea is that he could eat L's and talk his way back into a title mm-hmm. shot. Or he, can, he has plenty of time that he will eventually get it because he's he's in his early 20s. He's still a kid. That all said, there is something that isn't connecting with the audiences. What that is, do not know. But he's still the U.S. champion. But he has a really strong number of people who are after that championship and make him look less than compared to them. Compared I agree to- with that. I agree with that. Yeah, like compared to LA Knight, compared to Santos Escobar, compared to Rey Mysterio, compared to even to Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes doesn't have much of a character right now, but at least he's more memorable and arguably a little bit better in the ring, a little more polished. There's something there that's missing, and I'm waiting for them to kind of take the title from Austin Theory and then let him rebuild whatever that is. Yeah, I think there's a lot of strength in defeat if you can pivot and make it turn into something i would like to see austin theory i guess maybe get a little bit more serious have him drop the belt and give him i guess the gunther treatment really put him through it and have him take it and be dominant i think that'll work with his arrogant attitude it's just that now in his current iteration i think you're just pissing people off (laughs) yeah exactly speaking of pissing people off Dom mysterio won the uh north american title (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I Oh, when I say I love heat, Dominic Mysterio, a.k.a. Eddie Guerrero's son. First of all, poor Wesley. <laughs> Y'all ain't had to do that to him. But also, he should have been in money in the bank, bro. Imagine if Dominic Mysterio cashed in on Austin. Theory, or, he, or he took it on. No one would bat nine. It would get astronomical heat. And you would automatically make Austin Theory a baby face. You got casted on Dominic Mysterio. We hate that guy. <laughs> so good. But also, too, good on him. I saw bits and pieces of that match. And Wesley made him work for it. He made him work for it. He said, if you're going to be out here in NXT, you're going to be out here. Gave me shades of uh, when Enzo Amore won 205 Live. And it's like, oh, if you're going to be champion. And you're going to actually wrestle a match? You better hurry up and get that disqualified belly because what you're in here, I'm stretching you. Oh, you working. You working. The Dominic stuff is um, is frustrating and great at the same time. I was looking forward to talking about this with Kate only because of the meltdown that she's already had and would probably have again. <laughs> um, what's really frustrating to me is that he's not the greatest wrestler. Not that he has to be the greatest wrestler, but he's not necessarily on the level of his peers but it more than's made up for with his character and the the way that he is reacted to by the fans which for so many is more than okay and again i don't think he should have won money in the bank i understand that sentiment i understand why why people were all for it mm-hmm. for me the way that dominic wins is by everybody else getting the win for him Yes. You know, that's how he won the North American Championship. That's how he retained it on SmackDown. He faced uh, Butch for the uh, for that North American title. And everyone got involved. And it was a schmaz finish, right? Rhea got involved, chop blocked the leg, sent uh, Butch into the into the, the steel post. And then, of course, Dom goes for the, the pin. The referee makes him look like a fucking idiot. But, you know, that's... <laughs> 
<laughs> referee's like, you're under the ropes. You're under the ropes. You can't pin him. You're under the ropes. And I'm like, don't do that. You make him look dumber. And then he has to push Pete Dunn, Butch, uh, like into the ring and push himself in so that he's not under the ropes. And that moment I was just like, man, everyone looks stupid here. But I'm going to let that slide. The fact is, I like the idea of having Dominic Mysterio as this type of North American champion. Uh where he continues to get that heat. People are going to hate it, but they're going to react to it. And on top of it, every time he he puts that title on the line, Judgment Day gets involved to the point where eventually someone's going to have to say, Judgment Day, you're barred from ringside. You show up, Dominic automatically forfeits that title. Or we're going to put you all in a shark cage and we're going to hoist you high above the ring because it's Mattel. Judgment Day on a pole. (laughs) We're going to put the Judgment Day on a pole and you got to take them down. So that's kind of the weird um, the weird part about the Dominic Mysterio stuff. But again, I see what it's about. I hope that he gets better as a wrestler. There is potential there. I'm going to say that I think that this coward heel is brilliant. Because it's it's almost like the same thing with Logan Paul. You want to see him fail. You that's why you tuning in. You tune in to boo him. And nothing makes nothing unites people more than hate. <laughs> Who does you don't deserve this? You 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 lose everybody else. You cheat, you lie. Remember how Remember how much everyone hated JBL when he was champion and would always get counted out? That's exactly what's happening here. And I love a heel. So Dominic Mysterio getting Don Callis levels of heat. Uh, like I said, Elias levels of heat in Seattle. Ugh, this is great. And I can't wait. I can't wait. I don't know how he going to turn babyface. He's so deep in the heel right now. But this is great. And like you said, every time he puts that title on the line, people are automatically going to root for the other person. And it, it works out for everybody. If you get cheated out your boots, you get a couple of ways to beat up Dominic, even if you still lose. We're like, no, he got cheated by, by Judgment Day. It gives it gives more storyline because Dominic is a scapegoat and everybody hates him. <laughs> and here's the thing, man. I get, like, all these people are just like, you love to see Kate and Alex suffer. You're chaos booking versus Kate. No, here, I love Kate and I love Alex. I respect the hell out of them. I love the stuff that they do. Is it always for me? No. Do I disagree with them on certain things? Absolutely. Is this one of those things? 100%. You know why? Because I see it for what it is. My wrestling is not serious. And when it's not serious, this is the best incarnation of it. Do I don't believe in the Dominic is going to kill a guy in the ring accidentally trope that they started to use. I thought that was handed. Yeah, that, because Wesley... They went up for, it was, okay, it was supposed to be a back body drop or a belly-to-back suplex, and then one of them forgot what move they were supposed to take, and it ended up that Wesley had to flip over and land on his stomach instead of potentially landing on his neck, okay? That was a bad spot. Everybody screws up sometimes. That's it. You have a whole whack of shit to remember in that ring, especially with a finish like that. I just expected... I didn't expect people to run with that as like the the only reason that he's unsafe. Um, so oh, I, I, I didn't care. I didn't care so yeah, I didn't, I didn't care so much. Uh, and and yes, that was Kate's point. And I'm willing again. I'm I called her out on that, and and I talked about that with her. I was just like, I think he just plain screwed up, and Wesley knew to finish the rotation. Dom forgot to go down with him, and instead it's turned into a, a slop drop. That's fine. At least nobody got hurt. I think. Wolf, wolf, bark, bark. Yeah, yeah. 
It doesn't, it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter. I mean, honestly, accidents happen. And I wish sometimes, a lot of the times, we would give wrestlers a little bit more grace. That's a lot of stuff to remember in the ring. And I say that as someone who took exactly one wrestling class, been to two different wrestling schools, and have been intimidated both times. The ring is high up. You got to flip. You got to make sure you don't get the yips. You got to do vertigo. You got to remember your lines. Remember the move order because it's not like you got it written on your hand. What are you, the rock? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it becomes a lot. and. Because some people, because people dislike Dom, it's easy to be like, hmm. And I'm not saying that's what happened with Kate, but people quick are quick to dog. I remember they did that with Shotzi. I can only imagine, and I wasn't watching wrestling, but I can only imagine how y'all treated Sasha. You know what I mean? When it happened with Soraya at the time, I can only imagine. It was awful. It was awful. You, you had, and, and because Sasha has such, or Mercedes now, as she's known, has such a vocal fan base, uh-huh. you had people who were, it, it was just like this screaming on screaming, right? There was the defense of Mercedes, Sasha at the time. There was the, how could she, she's, uh, she's not a good worker, yada, yada, you got to uh-huh. see it. And the reality is like, she's really good. Like she is really good. She, I don't, the one thing that I that I really do not love about Mercedes are often Mercedes fans. Just like the one thing I don't like about wrestling are wrestling fans. And I'm one of them. So maybe people are just like, I, you know. Forget You're this. not wrong. That's the thing. I look at myself and I'm like, no, I get it, bro. I do. If I, if I didn't So you to- understand where Dango's coming from? He's a pro wrestler, but man. He hates pro wrestling. I get it. I say that every week. I get it, Dango. If they didn't pay me to talk about it, then I probably wouldn't be talking about it or doing as much as I am with it. But I love it, so I talk about it. And I also try to be even keel about it because there's way too much toxicity out there. So with that in mind, yes, back when everything happened with Paige, Soraya, and Sasha, Mercedes, people were weird about it because a bad screw-up was enough for people to just pounce. Yeah. And that's what's happening. That's 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 not what hap- what's happening here all the time, but unfortunately it opens up the floodgates. It I- also doesn't help when you're a polarizing character on screen. Sometimes people think that that's how you are in person and it's quick to you know, like nobody wants anyone to get hurt. Wrestling is dangerous. And we forget that while we're out here, yuck, yuck it and putting Pythagorean theorem to story lives for someone's name who really isn't even Roman. There's still a person underneath there. So no, it's exactly that. And like people in the chat being like, what's worth Star Wars fans are for us. No, any, any fans, Drag Race fans. <laughs> any hardcore fandom that you're, uh, that you see or are associated uh-huh. with, there's going to be that weird, toxic side of it. Yeah. A lot of people, when you're passionate, some people confuse, I'm passionate for, I'm an expert. And don't work, I, don't work yourself into a shoot, brother. <laughs> a, a famous wrestler who would wear orange and red, whose name is Terry, and would pretend, this is what you're getting mad over. You know what I mean? Like, you're arguing over a man pretending to be a man named Hulk who rips off his shirt. And you're arguing with someone on the internet who you've never met. Listen to that sentence out loud. Yep. <laughs> Hulk Hogan doesn't have a 10 inch penis, brother. Terry, <laughs> it's like, just. It's still real to me, damn it, until it's not. <laughs> well, that's, and that's the, the reality. I wish more people would just check themselves and be like, 
this, you're right. This ain't real. This is not real life. And when it's not real life, you just move on. You watch uh-huh. your two, three, five, fifteen hours of wrestling, and you just move on. Wait, you said two, three, five, fifteen. Wait a minute. <laughs> if I tallied up the amount of wrestling I watch each week, it's way too high. You, uh, listen, let's do it. You got three hours for Raw on Monday, That's two right. hours for NXT on Tuesday. That's five. Wednesday, we got two hours for Dynamite. Uh, Thursday, I do two hours for uh, for Impact. Some people continue and do another two hours for Ring of Honor. We at 12. There you go. Now let's add Friday. We've got SmackDown. That's two. Another hour for Rampage. That's another. So what do we have? We're at 17? 15. 15. 15? 15. No, no, no. Okay. That's a lie. That's a lie. Yeah, no, 15. You're right. We're at 15. 15, because okay. I started off with two. We're at 12. 15. So yeah, 15. All right, now this Saturday we've got Collision. That's another, That's another two. two hours. Am I missing something? Sundays are pretty open. Um, New Japan. Almost, yeah, New Japan. If you depends what you're watching. Right now, if you're watching the G1, that's literally three hours a night for a month. So we're at twenty hours, <laughs> and that's just now. And then the PLEs and the pay per views and so on and so forth. But on a regular week, you're watching about fifteen hours. If you're watching everything, you're watching fifteen, sixteen, seventeen hours. Like it's a lot. And that's not including that. Look, we just included, I feel like North American promotions, no American promotions, no Canadian promotions. And let's not even get into like AAA or MLW. Yeah, MLW is another one. I was going to say, well, MLW is American too, but like AAA is they don't really do, well, they kind of do a weekly show. CMLL does a weekly show, but it's like, it, yeah, there, there's a lot of wrestling. Is what I'm wrestling getting. revolver has like something almost every other two weeks pwr yeah they do something every couple of weeks uh i see someone mentioning wow women of wrestling and listen people want to joke about it but they get ratings they do well that's another hour there is a lot of wrestling out there and not everyone should be i want people to cover more of this weird not necessarily discussed wrestling but mm-hmm. i also understand why everyone wants to talk about every company we just talked about yeah because that is where bread and butter is. That is where the numbers are. That is where the influence in the mainstream is, or at least the mainstream when it comes to wrestling coverage. Yeah. Wrestling coverage. Well, you get the most eyes on it, and it, it does create a community around it, and people want to talk about it. And I have found that people who watch Impact, even if you've watched Impact from the very beginning or from the Ultimate X days, Octagon Ring days, or from young Motor City Machine Guns, at this point, if you're still watching, you're very much like, I just want people to watch the product because it's so good and they really deserve a second chance. And they've been through so much shit. Like, it's kind of like a crackhead auntie who finally get clean and you want the best for her and nobody want to give her a chance because she's a crackhead or she was a former crackhead. But she's trying. She's trying. And y'all hating on her for her past. Meanwhile, you got your abusive rich uncle, WWE, who's... And you're going to watch every week. So, you know, people want to talk about these things. And I get it. I get it. But, again, take yourself out of it sometimes. You know, these are still people. And they're doing dangerous stuff for our entertainment. And also, can you do that? Let me, let me, let me, ask, let me ask you something. I want to see you do a German suplex. I want to see you do a shooting star press off the top rope. I need to see you do a Juju Katami. Come on. Come on. Come on. You got all that mouth online. Let me see you do a Meteora and not hurt someone. I need to see you take a bump. I need to see a super kick and them legs better be straight. Oh, you can't do that? If you can't do what a wrestler does, maybe shut the fuck up. (laughs) I have... I've, I used to have that mindset. My feeling is 
call it out, but you better have something on the other side to to work with. If you're just going to shit on everything, then then I'm fully in agreement with what you're saying. But when you say, for instance, when you and I do our post shows, we'll talk about things that did didn't work in the ring. But guess what? We're also going to talk about the stuff that did work. And we're only going to shut it out when it's like so egregious that everybody and their mom is going to notice it. And we also give constructive criticism. I think yes. it when I say that, because I did that on TikTok and it was two reactions. Wrestlers were like, yeah. And people were like, well, I don't know how to cook and I like to eat. So you telling me I shouldn't eat? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you go to a restaurant and say, wow, this food isn't good versus, wow, this chef doesn't have no knife skills and this tastes like shit that's at the third. Okay, I, let me see you and your French culinary skills. You know what I mean? Like, it's you can critique but when you start getting real personal or taking it over the edge, it's like, what are you doing? What are we doing here? What are we really doing here? Let's have a good time. And I, I get what you think. The constructive criticism, if you're like, well, I don't like Dominic Mysterio because I think he can improve this way. I think that's the consensus. But when you're just like, Dominic Mysterio sucks because his shoes are too big. <laughs> Funny if his shoe size is your problem. I think we're projecting a little bit, aren't we? His shoes are so big. <laughs> How will he ever fit into those wrestling boots with those big honking feet? I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> those are flippers. Now, okay, people are talking in the chat about the impact thing and being like, it hurts that they're on access. Buddy, we're in a world where you can get this stuff on YouTube for a dollar a month. Okay. And that's internationally. Like you, even locally, you can get it for a dollar a month on their YouTube. And it airs, it not only airs live, but it airs better than live. It airs at 8.30 and finishes at the same time that the access feed would finish because no it gets commercials cut out. I get to watch commercial-free impact for a dollar a month, $5 if I do the monthly, uh, get the, all the, the specials, which I do because it's for work. Same. Buddy, you're winning at that point. That's the good stuff. And I have found in this life that if you want to know about something or you want to watch something, Google is free. People will find a way. You will find a way. And a lot of wrestling, there are things that were recorded on VHS in 1986 that I can find on YouTube. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> there are things that weren't on the internet that I can now, I can find the original drop. I can go find this stuff. If you want to watch it, you will go and find it. Yeah, absolutely. It's always out there. That's the kind of the best part about wrestling too, is that if you want it, you'll find it. It mm -hmm. will be somewhere. The amount of stuff that we talk about that like people could easily Google and they're just like, I've never seen it before. It's like, well, guess what? We found it on YouTube. So, so can you. And also like, think about this too, before you all get into your tizzies. By the time we realize what actually happened, both parties are old and decrepit. Everyone's cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look at what the curtain called it. People are like, oh, they hate those guys. They were out drinking every weekend. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, they didn't give a damn. They did not. And that's my favorite part about wrestling now is just like everyone's the, the best and worst thing is everyone's got a voice, right? Yeah. Yeah. The best voices are the ones you gravitate towards. And I wish that fewer people would gravitate towards the negative. But I'm not like I'm, I'm listen, I'm saying stuff that's probably just, you know, preaching to the to the chat choir. I don't think that a lot of people in this room that we're in right now talking listens to a lot of the negative people out there. I'm not going to shout them out because it's not worth giving them breath. But that's the start. 
yeah, 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 exactly. That, that woman is awful. Who would pay attention to her? But either way, there are so many positive folks out there that I love to go out of my way to listen to. And some of them even have call-in shows and some of their callers are absolutely bonkers. And that's what makes it even more fun. But find the people that don't just talk shit about wrestling the entire time. And I promise you, your wrestling gets a million times better. Um, by the Great. way, Impact leaving Twitch was both like the best and worst thing to happen to them. It messed us up because Jensen and I, we used to host a post-Impact show on Twitch. Or not even a post. We would do a watch-along where we could put our faces up on screen, watch Impact on like on the screen live as it aired, and like talk and just banter and do our thing. Uh, and then one random Thursday, they were like, no, oh, no longer on Twitch as of yesterday. <laughs> something, something, probably intellectual property, DMCA, resharing. Well, it's- no, because they wanted people to be doing those watch parties. What happened was they decided that they couldn't, they couldn't actively um, give you any numbers, right? Like if I'm hosting a watch party and I have 300 people on the impact main channel where they're showing the show, they've got 1.4 thousand. I got you. They don't know. They don't account for my 318. They don't account for Jessica Havoc. Who's also doing a watch party getting, you know, 528, whatever the numbers are, Uh they couldn't, they couldn't account for those. They couldn't track those. And in a world where data is King, yeah data and therefore they couldn't get the advertisers and therefore they couldn't get any of the good stuff that comes with that the money that's that's available so instead they moved to youtube and and then again a lot of this is just kind of me um there's some guesswork involved but i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of it was that and also the fact that for a dollar a month you can get the show they get to know how many people are subscribed and they can use those numbers to justify certain sponsorship deals or certain whatever monetization options that they could have and they can also run more content with it. So at first I thought it sucked. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, no, this makes the most sense for impact as a business, because this is a business where literally people ask Sean Ross app every single Q and a he does. How does impact make money? And Sean's answer, and Sean's answer is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> cause that's the answer. Nobody knows. And I the- want so much more for impact too, but that E I hate these questions that you're saying because they, they make a lot of good points. But but remember again, Impact is owned by Anthem. Anthem owns Access TV. Access TV doesn't have to spend a lot of money to produce Impact, and therefore they can drop the money back into their budget, which then Impact can use to bring in the talent that they do. The talent that they tend to bring in, especially the guys like Leo Rush and Nick Aldis, the the people that come in for short term deals, they often come in for not only a short term deal, but like they're able to pay them for whatever they want. Uh-huh. Matt Cardona made his like you know, not his entire, um, what you would call it, his, his entire comeback, quote unquote, on Impact. But he got popular again because he was able to do a lot of the stuff on Impact yeah. while doing everything else he was doing on the indies and GCW and so on and so forth. He had another platform. So like Heath is another one. You know, say what you will about Heath. He's a former WWE long-term tenured star. Uh, came over. He's been getting paid ever since. He came in and got hurt in Impact. And they still paid them throughout and they've kept them on the roster. Uh-huh. So really, there's an investment there. 
I wouldn't be surprised if he starts doing backstage work or has been doing backstage work as a producer or anything like that. By the way, Fightful Select just dropped a really funny one about someone else that's a wrestler in AEW who's doing some producing behind the scenes. Name you wouldn't expect, but it's hilarious and it's perfect. So check that out. Uh, that's my only Fightful Select plug for tonight. I don't know who it is. And I and when you said it's hilarious, the name you wouldn't expect, Dan Housen. Number for the questions at this time. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop it in the private chat for you. Don't say it out loud. And if, you will probably laugh. I don't want you to type Dan Housen. I swear no, no, to God. It's not. Okay, all right. It's yeah. not Dan. Can't okay. confirm it's not Dan Housen. Before a moment, I was like, please don't type Dan Housen. I was joking. Not saying he'd be bad, but I want more spooky matches. <laughs> So uh, let's let's keep going. Did you? There, oh, by the way, there are there are positive wrestling podcasters. So many of them are just here on Fightful. I feel like a lot of people controversy controversy creates cash. Eric Bischoff talked about was that Eric Bischoff or uh, Vince Russo? Vince controversy Russo creates cash is is a, a Eric Bischoff. Oh, I was right the first time. Come yeah, on, Vince Russo is just a piece of shit. Listen, <laughs> nothing is as black as white as we would like. Some people are. Yeah. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that a lot of things now, if you can get people to outrage, watch or outrage share, it's still sharing it. And these are numbers that it still work. So it's easy to watch something with a hate boner, for the lack of a better word, and then get on your platform and say, I watch wrestling and it sucked. Do you know wrestling's fake? This guy's an idiot. Depending on your audience or your demographic, that'll resonate. And sometimes when you get pigeonholed into doing those types of reactions or that type of content, that's what's going to pay your bills. <laughs> if I took out of my mortgage being a piece of crap, who's going to continue to be a piece of crap? It's it's crappy, but certain things will always get people mad, and the people who are really good at it know it and know where to pick, who to pick on. I'm just I'm reading the chat, and outrage bait is exactly it, and it and it, and it bugs me. There's a reason. So this is you know I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I take Tuesdays off and Saturdays off if I can help it. Sometimes mm -hmm. I fill in and help out, whatever. Um, my Tuesdays are sacred because it is my one day a week where my my kid is supposed to be a daycare and not at home sick. Unfortunately, this past week was a whole other can of worms. Don't need to get into that. <laughs> but traditionally, it is the time where I am doing my own thing. I yeah. am largely offline. I'm not on socials until like four or five o'clock for an hour where I'm just catching up on stuff. I'm only doing like the bare minimum. So that is my Tuesday. My Saturdays, I'm with my family. I'm doing stuff with my kid. I'm doing stuff with my partner. Like we're, we're doing stuff and we try to get out of the house. We try to get away from socials and from being online. Mm. The only stuff I need to do on my computer, setting up for these shows on a Sunday. And that's about it. So I, don't blame you. I just, I highly recommend it to anyone who is spending most of their time in the bubble, whether you have to for work or whatever, even the Jeremy Lamberts of the world find time to pull out. Damn, Jeremy relax. didn't even do nothing. <laughs> Jeremy didn't do nothing. But the point <laughs> is, I think people who know Jeremy know that his output at work and his dedication to this is very intense. That's true. He That's worked true. so damn hard and he will never, I swear to God, if any of you tell him that I said this, I, it's over. Joel putting somebody over. Get, get quick. Get your screen record. Hurry up. Hurry up. No, the problem is me putting Jeremy over. God. 
But the point is he, because he works so hard, he still sometimes tries to make that time to be with his family. And that is important. And I wish yeah. that more people would take advantage of that because that goes so stupidly far. You'll have Disconnect. no idea. Disconnect. You don't got to watch yeah. wrestling every day of the week. I normally don't do things on Sundays unless I'm streaming, but I had people energy today. And when I saw the call, I was like, let me get on here. But Joel is absolutely right. I think it's important to have days where you step away from the wrestling, or if you do watch it, like I don't stream when I watch impact because I'm taking notes. But if sometimes if I catch up on old wrestling programs, like sometimes I watch Lucha underground, I don't tell nobody. I just watch it and enjoy it. No opinions. Just like, this is good S word. And then go about my day. Sometimes you need to just have that. You don't have to critique everything. Not everything you think has to. No, doubt. No, everything must be critiqued. Everything <laughs> must be told. You've got to have an opinion on everything. That is what it is nowadays. And if you don't, then what are we doing here? My opinion is shut the hell up and give me all your money. <laughs> but it, but this is this is my favorite thing. Is like our opinions. I think the opinions of many are valid. Uh, uh-huh. I and you and you know how you know that you know that by sometimes it's, it's the engagement. Sometimes it's just the conversation that it strikes. Some people are very, very obviously engagement baity out there. And that stuff makes me absolutely insane. But the the good conversations come from those who, you know, who have the engagement on their personal, you know, whatever. Nuance takes, too. That It helps. It helps if you're just like, these are the reasons why I don't like this, that, and the third. And not just like, you are an idiot. You like WWE. You are an idiot. You like AEW. You are an idiot. Crystal, let me tell you this. The best thing in the world, if you haven't done this yet, and people should know about this, if you're using Twitter or whatever new name they're going to be next to. <laughs> not next videos. Not, <laughs> by the way, that is currently trending in the United States. I saw that. And if you know, you know. And I was like, wait a minute. What? I had to put on my incognito tab. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what is, uh, what's happening here? It's, but yeah. <laughs> it's Twitter. Okay. It's Twitter. I don't give a flying shit what you call it. It's Twitter. Anyway, if you're on the Bluebird app, the, uh, what was I going to get? I don't even know what I was going to say anymore. I, I did. I, I, I fucked you up. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Everybody else is just, oh, God. Oh, oh, the point I was trying to make, everyone's staying away from it. <laughs> like, you don't get nothing. The, oh, the, this is what it was. The quality filter, okay? For the love of Christ, I want everybody right now, I don't care if you believe in whatever, I don't care. Go into your settings and turn on your quality filter. It will absolutely save so many problems. There are certain comments that you'll regret not being able to see, but that's up to the person who has low quality content, not making it through your feet. Twitter is just accessible anyway, but you can at least heighten some of the engagement by turning on the quality filter. Okay. I need the means from all those reaction posts when people getting ate up in the quote retweets. This is me, other people's things. Like, oh, that's a good one. Save. <laughs> Save. <laughs> Real quick, then we'll, we'll talk about, uh, we'll take off blood and guts in a minute, but I want your take on the, on the NPC TikTok thing. Oh, I've done it. Hey, I've done it. <laughs> Let's hear this. I've done it. Tell so, me, tell me, tell me. Here's my thing. I'm too much of a main character to do because I keep breaking character and my roommate keep laughing and you just end up laughing. However, get in where you fit in. Bruh, 
you can laugh, but if you look on the TikTok lives as people, let me debate you about someone's human rights. Not interested. I'm a conservative and you shouldn't have not interested. Let's try to not interested. So I, honestly, if it's literally, I had my Stone Cold Steve Austin belt on some glasses. I was going, Adam Cole, baby, jabroni, jabroni. I'm better than you and you know it. Suck it. $6, 20 minutes. Didn't feel bad. The second two times I did, I was like, this is, this is not for me because I'm too busy laughing. Let people have fun. If we could watch. Again, we're going back with the Terry example. We could watch a man whose name is Terry pretending to be a guy who's so strong he could rip his shirt every week. We could watch someone going, Glizzy's my favorite. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> let him be great. If you spend your money, let him be great. Some people haven't figured it out. These Some of these kids are in debt. There's a Hollywood strike going on. <laughs> let people be great. If you see me doing it, put a dollar in the basket. Also, mind your business, Joel. <laughs> Dude, no, I gotta say, there's that that one woman who is doing the popcorn thing. Come on, man, that stuff is too good. It's gold. It's because you know I what? can watch wrestling. I can watch that. Yes, and it's so you know. Okay, here's here's the secret to it being so good. She only broke character like twice in her entire like. She doesn't break stride. That is a great character that is a great gimmick if you can keep it without breaking if you can uh -huh. be serious the whole time like if that hair iron the that the, the what do you call it the straightener that she's uh -huh. using to pop the popcorn if that is the thing that's keeping her from just losing it good on her man find that one thing that keeps you going straight ace with this whole with that reading chat is the problem because I'm too because there will be people who are like oh my god this is funny not you too and then there's people be yourself and I see a lot of AIs do it like oh your father doesn't love you I haven't seen my father in three days <laughs> it's great this is like if you do you want to be a wrestler. Can you handle Sami Zayn being a clown in front of you and you don't break character? Look at Jey Uso when he said he's just not feeling Usi. Jey Uso had to do this. <laughs> so if you can be an AI, you can be a Don't quote me. Don't, <laughs> don't quote me on that. No, I'm going to do that. If you can be an AI. If you can be Crusty, you can be an AI. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, NPC TikToks are just the funniest thing in the whole world to me. It's a work, brother. It's Jeff Jarrett levels of work. Yeah, you make it fun of me, but who buy the ticket to see Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> Anybody else hot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's talk blood and guts. Did you watch the show? Did you watch the, the match? Yes, I did. I said this on Saturday. My heart immediately went to Iridian because Iridian loves Wheeler Yuta. And I, I, much like Impact, I think I witnessed a murder. <laughs> and uh, also, the cameraman missed Moxie, I guess, throw it in the towel because you just see Moxie in the corner like, damn, this is about to kill Wheeler Yuta. I'm wilding. <laughs> They missed a lot of things in that match, unfortunately. I talked about it with Jeremy on In the Weeds. It's uh, It sucks because production's actually really good and they've gotten better. I think it's just really tough uh, doing a show like that. The, Blood and Guts, like a two-ring show, is not something that's traditionally held in AEW other than that once-a-year period. So, like, you have to really block out everything. And by which I mean, like, block as in um, the, the production blocking out scenes, not 
block out things from your mind, but like you have to plan it out so that production gets the important moments. There were obviously things that they, that they missed and that's fine. It's just, it comes to the territory. Um, but there are certain, like there's something really cool that's going to happen soon. And that is, uh, as, as like we talked about with the band moves list, it's going to be that the, 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 the communication is going to lead to better production. And when it leads to better production, we are going to see a much better implication of the show or just the way that the show is shot. So I'm looking forward to that, but yeah, it sucks when they miss like the finish, right? Moxley was the one who submitted, not Yuta. Yuta was the one getting choked out like a bitch, but, but Mox was the one who's like, I got it. I got to save my boy. And that was it. It was a good Technically, finish. Moxley started this. It Moxley is, is getting the BCC beat up except for Claudio Casagnoli, because we all know Eddie Kingston hate that man. <laughs> over and I quote some Shakara bullshit. <laughs> but they're gonna keep fighting over it, and I love it. And you know what? The next like Ring of Honor pay per view, it's hopefully gonna be Eddie, and that's fine. Um, and now Moxley, Moxley is the one who has to pay penance to uh, to Yuta instead of Yuta having to like do bridges over the red rocks in the middle of the canyons in Vegas. <laughs> Instead, Moxley has to go run laps around MIT or something. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, to be fair, Wheeler Yuta, you can't go on Twitter and every place that'll give you a microphone. Like, you know, I pinned Kenny Omega. Two thighs, right? Two thighs, right, bro? Like, brother, you're going to eat that V-trigger one-winged angel. And this was far worse than that. You had three men giving you the big boss man special. I, <laughs> so... Poor Wheeler Yuta, but honestly, that's a tough, that's a tougher than a two dollar steak, as Jr. would say. What do you think of uh, of, of Kota Ibushi in the match? Sorry, is Buck trying to take me out? Oh, I thought that's what, I thought it, that was your interpretation of dealing with that. Ah, uh, get him away! Ah, uh. no, Kota Ibushi. I said this too on Saturday. And I'll say it again here. We need to. Does he know wrestling is a work? Because the way he came down just. Potato, get out of here. Potato, you get out of here too. I hate these kids. Like, yo, bro, you and Eddie Kingston <laughs> should form a tag team and call it What's Wrestling? Because <laughs> I've never heard of that. I'm here to fight and I get paid to fight. So screw you. But no, he was so stiff. That man was stiff. And then there was a clip circulating of him after the match throwing himself on glass. Bruh, I see why Kenny like you. So he's doing it on the thumbtacks. And I have a theory that he did it because, honestly, that wasn't the uh, the Ibushi you normally would get. That Ibushi was, um, he's again, he, he's been through a lot. He is not 100%, but he's, uh, he's, he's, he tried. And he definitely potatoed. He definitely walloped. And he definitely kicked a lot of people. Uh, so after the match, I think he did that one that one spot as like a bit of a, I don't know if I was really at my best, but I'm going to give people something to remember me by. And that got people got talking. They, they That's right. And it got the people what they wanted. So match was fine. Match was good. Wasn't my favorite blood and guts match. And that's okay. But I, I don't know. Overall, I enjoyed it. It was an entertaining couple of hours. I had a whole long conversation with Jeremy about other things. We, we talked more about MJF and Adam Cole and about the Britt Baker having a 30 second squash when there were no women's matches announced we talked more about that than we did about blood and guts the match itself so that's just what it was it was a good episode of dynamite though right i could i could watch that blood and guts because you know i'm s-a-w-f-t yep. out of the other blood and guts this one was 
pretty tame. Moxley, I'm surprised he didn't come out bleeding. He didn't start bleeding until seven, mat- seven minutes in, which I'm, again, surprised. But all things considered, this match was not that bad. I will say my heart sank when I saw, um, I think it was Matt Jackson on top of the cage doing the three amigos with uh, Wheeler Yuta. So I'm like, if you throw him off that cage, I don't know. Just no. <laughs> no. Oh man, it was a good it was a good show. Uh you talked about collision on Saturday last night. Was there anything that like you really wanted to rehash tonight? That like Hold you on. really enjoyed? Let me get my notes because you had to I say can't Sean on the show. I'm sorry about that. Nah, Sean helped me out because Rick wasn't there and totally not to help me kick off the show or anything. Sean just showed up with some scoops. <laughs> <laughs> um let me just go look at my notes, y'all. I got bad memory. When you've lived for 4,000 years, there's no worms up there, just dust. Oh, let's talk about that FTR promo. Because people booing FTR, it's been so long since people have legitimately booed. Last time I think I've seen FTR really get booed was when they were in WWE with that Usi Hot situation. And that was forever ago. Like, they get booed, but not like... They're still God's favorite, if you will. Miro, sorry. They're still God's favorite. That's fine. Miro gave up on the God thing, so it works out. (laughs) So it's like, I was surprised, but I almost called him FTR Ball. Jesus Christ. That's that's him. You got it. FTR Bald brought up a good point. He's like, yeah, and, and FTR hair. Yeah, you like Max and Adam, and yeah, it's cool, but a dance break? The tag team titles are notoriously disrespected, and this is supposed to be the most important prize for a tag team. And you want to stop your match for a tag, a dance break? Are you serious? Are you for real? Remember the pen- the pinnacle? Ali, I, I think that this is great what they're doing. But I also, I've seen this with Jericho. We had musical. Now you guys got bros. Now you did this with Cody. I get it. This is your ethos. But... Why you got to drag the tag team into this? I feel like you guys are going to break up before you do it. But, like, I agree with FTR. We've got the acclaimed on this roster. We've got Death Triangle, the elite. There's so many other tag teams, but we're going against Adam Cole and Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Be for real. And he kind of got booed for that, which is <laughs> which is like, whoa. Why are y'all booing him? He's right. Well, he's, but he is, is he? Because clearly these two have, have shown that they're – able to coexist and they're able to win matches they've come together for a common goal and that is more gold there's been a little bit of that yeah listen we uh, i think a lot of people know that this ends with mjf and adam cole splitting up and we have another title match and again this was actually something that i brought up with jeremy too was that my favorite favorite moment of that tag match on wednesday was that yes they did the dance break and i thought it ruled i thought it was hilarious and it was stupid and it was fun and it was wrestling but what i loved was that when the match was over and they were celebrating in the ring and Adam Cole gets that AW title and he's staring at it a little too long and MJF is just like, hell are you doing? That is what reminds people that, yes, the title is still serious, that, yes, these two still have a wanting for that title and the match uh-huh. that will inevitably come with it. And I wouldn't be surprised if MJF does something like go after Britt Baker, because if you go after something that MJF loves, then MJF will go after something that you love. And if that's what we do here, that's fine. If they win those tag titles, I'm even fine with that because it just plays into a larger story where they do the rematch at all in at Wembley 
And then they do the split at Wembley, and next week is the world title match. And no chat, no chat. I don't see a double turn. MJF has never wanted to be the good guy in this whole thing. He's been faking it the entire time, and it's obvious. And and Adam Cole is just playing along, and he's falling for it like the idiot face. But I think Adam Cole is going to be the one to take out MJF because he's going to see it because he was the heel before, and he's going to take out MJF before MJF has a chance to take him out. But MJF is going to do something that much more dastardly the next week. It's the whole handshake with the gun behind the back situation because we know Adam Cole could be a piece of crap, and it's not like he don't got backup in AEW. MJF has no friends. MJF is the bully ray of AEW. You got people coming up to you in the hallway. You really trust MJF? Be for real. Also, like, I see in this chat, they're like, I don't want to see the tag tiles used like that. The tag tiles haven't been used right in months. I hate that. I hate that. Because I also saw that other things. Like, isn't that why FTR left WWE? I mean, low-key, high-key, you're right. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like the same way I felt with the Raquel, not Raquel, with the Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey, Isla Dawn, and um, Alba Fire. You don't got to involve the tag teams to make this storyline work. We already have enough issues. You know what I mean? I I, I don't hate it in the sense of I want to see Adam Cole versus MJF again. I think, in my opinion, for me, this is the most interesting Max has been in a while. And I think it elevates both of them because we all want to see Adam Cole in a situation. But <laughs> I'm going to keep it real with you. Even if Adam Cole goes against um, MJF again, I don't think Adam Cole wins that because after, it's like, when Ricky Stark said, why are you carrying around that bag full of nothing? Ooh. At some point, MJF got to respond to that. And I think that's how – I think MJF loses it to CM Punk. I I do. I do. And I don't think that there is a situ- there's a time right now for Adam Cole to be involved in that schmuck. That's going to be a mess. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for that. That's going to be a mess. Capital M. You know what? The, the tag titles have been used well in the last month in the whole FTR versus the Bullet Club Gold story. Yes. They did a great job with that. They had a great match on Collision a couple weeks ago with that, a 58-minute banger, yada, yada, yada. That's fine. You can still have the tag titles go to MJF and Adam Cole, who win the match in a competitive two-on-two, and then they're not going to do a dance-off every week. <laughs> like They're just not. They're going to have... A, a tag team title run for about a month and then it could go back to FDR. It could, or it could go back to some other team who knows what it is, but it will end with Cole and MJF turning on each other. And that's fine. Whenever again, it happens, it happens. It, we yeah. know, we know what's going to happen when it happens. And the world title will be just as important as it was this past Wednesday when they did that little tease right in the middle of it. I love it. Well, my question to you then again is wouldn't that then feel like, I guess to this person's point in chat, that they're using the tag titles to emphasize the main title when I feel like you can really FTR versus the elite. Come on now. I want to see that. I I, I want to see that. You know what I mean? And I know FTR can't be chance forever, but what do you think that something like this puts it as a prop, if you will? FTR and the Bucks can happen again. It can happen as early as all out. Who knows? It can happen. It can happen again. Uh, what's strange to me is if this goes all the way to all in and then it becomes the world title becomes the focal point after 
Cole and MJF drop those titles. You basically have to have a next in line right away. So you have, to, what are you going to do? Another tournament? You can't do another tournament to determine a number one contender because you just did that. So instead you have to find a way to book whoever the next contenders are for the tag titles without doing it as a, as a, a blind eliminator or a bunch of tag team matches. Someone has to come in and do something about it. Um, and another question is, yeah, Roddy Strong. What happens to him? I think Roddy Strong comes in after the turn and says, either told you so, or he joins in on one side or the other. Where's Kyle O'Reilly? He's still out. He's He had uh, his neck surgery a while ago. I knew he was injured, but I didn't know it was his neck. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, he's been out for, it's, it's got to be almost a year at this point. Can we go to the docks and sing a she shanty to unearth Bobby Fish? <laughs> Nah. <laughs> nah. Bobby Fish has a nice mustache. I'm jealous. <laughs> he does. And then he shaved it all at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to suck my teeth like I'm sorry. <laughs> In my mind, the visual of Bobby Fish without a mustache is Eric Young. <laughs> so I don't want that. <laughs> Malachi Black shaves his beard, and the first thing I said is, if that man cut his hair, he would look like a taller version of Eric Young. I'm leaving this. <laughs> tell, me, tell me when I'm telling lies, Krusta. Tell me when I'm telling lies. You saw, you saw Malachi Black without that facial hair. Come on, I'm, I'm gonna pull up a photo while you while you oh, tell me. Oh, my brain is hurting. I, listen, maybe Don Callis. Not Eric Young. <laughs> oh, you ain't seen it. Not the Bobby Who, Bobby Lights. <laughs> telling you, man, it's right there. Oh, I can't use that one. He's got the thing over his head. There are no good photos of, of Malachi Black. He's in hiding. <laughs> oh, that's okay. You can use that one. The, here's the thing about the collision photos. I can't hear that. Can't right click and save. That's when you need to go to alt print screen. Yeah, I don't have time to do that while I'm live on the air with you. <laughs> Ain't nobody filling time. Dun, 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 no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but my point is, go go look at the photos from Collision, and you'll see Malachi Black without the beard. You take his hair off, and he looks like Eric Young, okay? Maybe. I got to I gotta look at it. I got to look at it. Because you said I look like Scorpio Sky with that ball picture. I didn't see it. I saw Stokely Hathaway. And then after looking at it, it was like, oh, I see it. I see it. I see it. There you go. Uh, here, last thing, and then we can get out of here. Billy Gunn, in or out? Hoof, woof, woof, woof. I don't know. I don't know. I want to believe it's a work because Billy Gunn is in a renaissance in his career. He's over, super, super. He hasn't been this over since, you know, like. Nakamura? No, that's. I don't know. I don't know. I want to know what House of Black whispered to him. Whatever, whatever, Brody, not Brody, I'm sorry, whatever, Malachi and Buddy whispered to him. He was like, you know what, man? Fuck this. I don't do this no more. I want to know what they said to him. Uh, commentary did put over. Every time the acclaim has lost, it's because Billy Gunn has been the reason he's the one who eats the pins and i'm like well of course it's grandpa and he doesn't hurt him to eat the pins like whatever but i could i could understand that i i hope that it's a work however them saying that he's 59 
excuse me? He looks great. I yep. 59 on him versus however old Sting is. Not saying that Sting is out of shape, but these are two different body types. And oh boy, Billy Gunners. I mean, come on now. Like they, they they're both around their 60s. Billy Gunn looked really, 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 really good yes. for his and, age. He looks and, really good. Yes, he looks really, really, really good for his age. For wow, Joel said, I'm not having it. I'm no selling this. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's he's he he is in a, he's in really good shape. The shape comes with certain anyway. I'll let other people figure it out. The WWF, you know the WWF from the 90s really taught us about how you get that way. But uh Billy Gunn, I think it's a work. I think I think it's a big old I think it's yeah. a big old deal. that's fine. Unless there's like some huge like undisclosed injury that nobody knows about and that he's about to go under the knife and be like, well this is it for my career. We're done now. Uh which would suck. And hopefully that's not the case. But if it is then it makes sense that he would do it like this because it's so sudden. But I really do think that it's part of the larger storyline. And I think House of Black was just like, you look great. You look better <laughs> if you join the House of Black. Go black, data, yes. Go we found this me- We found this mask on the street. <laughs> you want to wear it? I think it looked great on you. <laughs> and I'll drive it outside. Like, Yo, what the- <laughs> That's my mask. That's my line. We'll call you Mr. Ass Black. <laughs> we'll call you Mr. Black Ass. We'll call you Mr. Black. I was thinking, I'll like, call you Mr. Black Ass. I mean, I don't know. And someone had sent in a, a, a super chat, but you can still send them in today on this site. Do it now on YouTube. But last night on the um, on the Collision Post show, they said, even if it's not a work, what a way to go out when you have the crown, the crowd chanting, you still got it. And no, 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 no. Not a lot of people get to be as over as Billy Gunn has been twice in their career. He was gold in um, DX. And he wasn't even the main focal point of DX. He's now gold here in the acclaimed. Again, not even as the main focal point, but not, not anything that takes it away. So I hope that it's not probably a work. But if it is, that's creative, number one, because I've seen other retirements that where well, that's creative as hell. And number two, again, people chanting, you still got it. And no, kudos to you. Kudos to you. My general feeling is it's a work. Uh-huh. It's going to turn into the acclaim saying, one last time, give me one last shot. If I can't do it, I will officially retire. And then the acclaimed win those trios titles either on collision at all in at all uh-huh. out, whatever the next big show will be. Uh, you got a month, give or take until, uh, until all in. So you could do it there or you could do it sooner than that. They could spend a month trying to convince, you know, Billy Gunn that he still got it and that he deserves to have that second shot. Because again, remember after the, the, the after they lost the tag titles, the, uh, the acclaim were just like, we're going to do one more this time. It's going to be for daddy ass. He deserves a title. Now is the chance for them to actually play off that entire storyline. And I see them winning those trios titles because, to put it bluntly, Malachi Black don't work Wednesdays. Also, too, also, too, also, too, you've got a story brooding under the surface with um, with Andrade. And I've been saying LIW needs to, I mean, LIJ needs to pull up because where's, where's Roosh? You know what I mean? Where are these people who are going to be like, bro, you're not going to do that? And I could see them costing House of Black the titles. Well, Roosh has been on paternity leave. 
<laughs> I didn't know that. You had I'm a baby so... girl like a three or four weeks ago. Three, three or four weeks ago, yeah. Hey, late congratulations. Come on, baby bull, period. <laughs> so for that, and this is why I love people who are just like, oh, his contract's almost up. He only signed for a year. And I'm just like, well, yeah, but like he also ain't going anywhere else right now because WWE ain't going to hire him right now. So. Bro, somebody had said Roosh is gonna go to WWE. I'm like, who gonna pay Roosh? Ain't about who's gonna it. pay Roosh. It ain't believe me. It ain't about who's gonna pay Roosh at this point. I said I, pin. Oh, who's gonna <laughs> pin Roosh? Yeah, that that is the question. Because he he don't do that. <laughs> no, El Toro, no Blanco, Jabo. Uh, <laughs> Very that. Mm, get somebody El else. El Toro, do no mm. Jabo. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I think he's sticking around. Listen, Tony has convinced Roosh that if you lose once in a while, I'll make you whole eventually. So that's good for him. Didn't we see someone from New Japan recently lose who was, like, on the no-lose list? I feel like – I don't think it was – it was Okada. It was Okada who lost to Brian Danielson. Oh, yeah, but he – this was different. I think this was different. I think a lot of people expected uh, – they expected Okada to win, and then having Danielson win was the big, like, oh my god moment. But Will Ospreay winning that title was like the make good. Fair, fair. Well, either way, happy for you, Roosh. Hope you and your wife and your your baby girl have a happy growing up, whatever the stuff. Well wishes, vibes, whatever. And I can't wait for you to come back. Roosh versus Black Toru's book at Cowards. <laughs> no, they're not going to do that one anymore. That's a whole other can of worms. Lucha, believe me, Lucha politics are weird, okay? Just read read certain Twitters and you'll be like, oh my God, why? But Just answer this one question. Did they wrestle before? Uh, Roosh and Taurus? I don't know. Mainly because I just haven't paid attention. I'm ready for the bull v. bull action. I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't have happened. We're gonna we're gonna look this up live on the air right now. This I have time for. Oh, uh, we love a little wrestling knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. What you are watching and witnessing right now is what you should be doing. If you're not sure about something and you and your friend are having a discourse, look it up. Don't think because I think I know, therefore I know I know, because that well, makes you a Melvin. So they haven't done one on one, but okay. in AAA they have matched up a few times. Okay. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Yeah, I see it. There was Commander Pagano and Taurus over La Faccion and Gobernables, which is Torelisico and Rush, and Cibernetico. Cibernetico was coming back, I think, from CMLL at the time. This was last year at one of their shows. Other than that, they, they've had other like six mans and stuff like that. Okay. But yeah, they've never done one on one. I'd be with it. I, I, I like to see Bulls fight. And then you add the Brahma Bull, the rock in it. It'd be a special guest. <laughs> all right, I'm done. It. It's the beard. I started getting thoughts. <laughs> we all know I don't think. I get it. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think that's about it for me, at least. Anything else? Anything else in your mind we got to talk about? Wrestling. Do wrestling NPC streams. I want to see it. <laughs> I actually would love that. Please tell us about wrestling NPC streams. I need TikTokers who are doing wrestler NPCs. I will do it. It's it's again. I have a hard time breaking character because I'm a main character and just doing the same thing like I would do when I was a waitress. Like, hey guys, my name is Cressa. I'll be taking care of you. Did you guys decide what you want on your table? Great. You how you want that steak? French fries, baked potato, or yellow rice? Great. What do you want to drink? You want that regular or large? Great. 
great. That's like, that's what you gotta do. If you could do that at Wally World, Walmart, you could get on there and be like, Glizzy's my favorite. <laughs> Listen, man, if I can come on here every single day and be like, hello, friends, we're back again. It's blah, 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 dot, blah, blah, blah. And I am natural pearl and I am da, 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 da. I'm pretty sure I could do it too. Bro, I, I think someone said that that trend kind of started on YouTube <clears throat> because YouTube livers were doing Sims where they would have the green thing on the head and be like, oh, do, 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 do. and when people would do a humper chat or a super chat, they would act out whatever it was. Listen, I don't know who started it, but if you want to take your hand and reach it into your pocket and come out with money and insert it into your phone and then deposit it into my account. Money, please. (laughs) Your hands are very strange in this vortex. If someone said, Cresta, all you do is talk about wrestling and what they could do better. What if one of these wrestling wrestling companies called you tomorrow? Call me Dominic Mysterio to re-rip Mommy Uppies. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, my God. All right. I don't care. Let's get out of here. I'm in the weeds tomorrow at 10 a.m. So, Cresta, go plug your stuff. Guys, it was fantastic being here with you on a Sunday. What a surprise. Thursdays, Saturdays on Fightful, main channel. Thursdays, Joe Pearl, Impact, tune in. Saturdays, Ricochino, Rest Friend Iridian, myself, all of this, of course, takes place after the shows. 10-10 on both nights or whatever it is. Mondays, Wednesdays, sometimes Fridays. I don't know. Definitely Wednesdays. How about that? You can find me on TikTok or Twitch at Cresta Star. And if all of that is too much, look at the bottom where the duct tape is. <laughs> Cresta V Star is... Uh, that's where you can find me. Joel Pearl, where can they find you? Easy to find. I'm Atro Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. I go in the weeds every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on Fightful Overbooked with Jeremy Lambert. Tomorrow we'll talk about Travel Combat. Sure, we'll talk about Willow and Athena and Death by Dishonor. Sorry, Death Before Dishonor. I kept saying I'm not going to call it Death by Dishonor. Death by Snoo Snoo. Instead, I call it Death Before Dishonor. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. So uh, come and join us there. And of course... Cresta and I are here every Thursday on the main channel doing the post-impact show after they do the Ring of Honor show. And what else do I do here? Kate and I are back maybe next Sunday. Here's the story. I'm in Ottawa. I get back on Sunday evening. So there's a possibility that I will be there or we'll just start late. Either way, Kate and I plan to be back next Sunday. Joel and Kate at 8 p.m. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers and have the good weekend. Bye. Because like, It's over, right?